This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 760, Comic Talk Spotlight on History of the Marvel Universe. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 760. It's a comic talk spotlight episode on the history of the Marvel Universe, a recent miniseries, six-issue miniseries by Mark Wade and Javier Rodriguez. Uh, before, before I talk about it, though, uh, I want to do a little bit of a, a flashback. Uh, in the mid-90s, I remember I had this neighbor who actually had the internet. So I didn't have the internet at home. I don't even know if we had really had a personal computer. We might have had our first 486 computer, but we didn't have any internet. Um, so I went over to a neighbor's house, and I think this would have been 96, I think either 95 to 97 is the time period. I feel like it was 95, though. Um, and I remember, maybe in the 96, I remember they had, uh, I had started following comics a little bit more. So I feel like this had to have been 96 then, because I was buying comics regularly. And I think I was looking at solicits. And I don't even know how I found it. it was, I guess it was on the original version of the Marvel website. I don't know. I like So much of this is shrouded in mystery um, and, and my memory. And I remember printing it out bringing it home and looking at all the upcoming comics that were coming out and being so excited by you know, the, the X-Men line, etc., the books that I was picking up. And I remember seeing a listing for a book that never came out, as far as I know, didn't exist. And it bothers me because I feel like I'm not crazy. But I remember seeing some sort of time, um, sorry, uh, one shot. It was called uh, the, the Official Marvel Universe Timeline or the Timeline of the Marvel Universe, something like that. And it was supposed to be like a, a book that was going to actually put every event that ever happened in the Marvel Universe in a coherent timeline. And uh, I was so excited about this because, again, that's, you know, I'm getting into comics, getting into, you know, understanding the continuity, etc. And loving like the this larger universe and understanding all the different pieces of continuity that add into it and just being so excited by everything. And then finding out that there's this official timeline. And uh, as far as I know, the book never came out. Uh, I remember going to comic book stores and asking about it. And they were like, well, I don't know what you're talking about, kid. And it would appear that this this book never came out. was not a real thing. And so it was stuck out as one of those weird things you hold into your you know kind of childhood memory. Like it, if it happened in 95, like I turned to what, 12 at the end of 95. So like, you know, it's, it makes sense that I wouldn't really remember this stuff. But it bothers the heck out of me. Because I, there was this book that I wanted. Anyways, the reason why I bring it up is that uh, last year in 2019, uh, they released the History of the Marvel Universe uh, six-issue miniseries by Mark Wade and Javier Rodriguez, which I love. And I was thinking on the weekend, um, you know, who who else would you ever get to write a, a kind of a comprehensive history of the Marvel Universe that would somehow find a way to weave in so much continuity, uh, have it in a way that makes sense and, and kind of can move forward, and you can... You know, and, and would have extensive footnotes and feel like it really uh, took a lot of care to craft together uh, an overall history of the Marvel Universe. Who would be on the short list of being able to put that together? And I was talking about this with a friend of the show, Nathan Strzok, and I. we kind of came up with three names. Um, we came up with Mark Wade, who obviously did write it, uh, Kurt Busiek, and Fabian Nicieza. And he's like, well, Nicieza is maybe the guy who will you know, pull out random you know, characters from deep within continuity, but not maybe not necessarily putting together a tale like this. But he's like, Kurt Busiek, he could definitely see doing it. Anyways, so 
I was uh, so I love this book. I I mean I picked all six issues up. I love the back matter. I loved it all. Then I saw I was like you know I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying the art. I'll buy this in trade when it comes out. And when they solicit it for trade, it doesn't just come out as any run of the mill soft cover trade paperback. Um, it comes as one of these larger Marvel Treasure editions. They've only did a few of them. They did one. For each of the Grand Design uh, X-Men books, I believe they did Fantastic Four Grand Design as well. So that's four right there. I believe they did Silver Surfer Black the same. That'd be five. And I believe this is the sixth. I could be wrong in this kind of oversized current Marvel Treasury Edition kind of branding. So it's oversized, but it's the soft cover. Um, and it's utterly gorgeous. It's really nice. I ended up with the direct, direct market... Uh, alternate cover without even realizing it. Um, but I was in the store and I knew it was coming out and I'd already pre-ordered it on Amazon but I knew it was going to be a couple bucks actually cheaper uh, because in, the, in uh, the store I was buying it, I could buy it for US cover but just pay US dollars, sorry Canadian dollars, uh, whereas if I bought it on Amazon it ended up being slightly more than that. So I ended up buying it in the comic book store supporting the local comic store being able to, and then just salivating over the book as I was headed home because um, it's gorgeous. It came in I believe it came wrapped. Okay, I'm trying to remember. Um, anyway, so this came out, I guess, last week. So this is the History of the Marvel Universe Marvel Treasure Edition. I loved the single issues, but there's something so much more special about this oversized uh, version of the book. Because so much of this series is just big one-page panels, and there's so much packed in, um, so much different... You know, covering different events and different things that have happened in the Marvel Universe. And it's interesting, the farther back you go... Um, there, there, it seems like there's so much more wedged into each page and then we get to more current events it's definitely more simplified um, but you know it tells the history of the Marvel Universe and it's so fascinating to have them incorporate you know very classic old school elements um, with a lot of newer elements like you have the Avengers 1 million show up in this book and that's a very new concept you have at the end of the book uh, you even have uh, you know a reference to House of X uh, because you have the um, uh, the Cerebro helmet that uh, that uh, Xavier has been wearing. So, I mean, very modern con like ideas. Uh, brilliantly illustrated. I am in the process of trying to get Javier Rodriguez on the show just because I've always loved his art, but, I mean, there's something about how magical he makes this, um, as well as uh, Mark Wade. And Mark Wade may or may not be able... I mean, he's really busy with humanoids right now, but uh, hopefully he can come on the show as well because, um, you know, there's so much to unpack in a book like this, which... There's no, I mean, there's a there's a framing narrative that you have Franklin Richards in uh, Galactus at the end of time, and basically, uh, you know, a new Big Bang is I guess going to be created, um, and it's going to kind of come from I guess Galactus's energies, and Franklin will survive in this new world and ends up I believe taking on the mantle of Galactus. I think he takes on puts on the helmet. I'm trying to remember now. Um, but it, it's just it's gorgeous. It's well done. Yeah, he puts on Galactus's helmet at the very end. And uh, it's kind of the, the end of the Marvel Universe, per se, the 616. Um, it's gorgeous. It's so fantastic. Um, there's Again, there's so much wedged in because you're, you're having this, this framing narrative, and then you're trying to tell you know the history of the Marvel Universe at the same time, and that's a lot of disparate elements. So it's interesting to kind of see it all put together, smushed together. Um, what I want to know from Mark is, you know, how, how do you choose what not to include? Like, how do you... Wh- what does the preparation and history of a book like this... Uh, 
you know, how does that happen? Like, how do you sit down and wade through the Marvel Universe? How do you figure out what is the most important thing to, to have here? Um, how do you decide, you know, what not to include? Um, what elements, you know, do you kind of push to the side? When do you kind of push the chronologies forward and show glimpses of things that didn't happen to later? Who you decide to kind of give, you know, who's, which major characters end up getting maybe less screen time than you'd expect because there's just not enough... Uh, you know, depth or pages. Like, I feel like this is a series that could have been double the length, and I don't think anyone would have complained because you would have had more screen time for everything. Like, it's just such a fascinating read. Um, I hope at some point to be able to talk to Rodriguez about it because there are so many fascinating, really well details. Like, there's a a one page that's meant to represent the entirety of the Clone Saga, which, you know, if anyone who's read the Clone Saga and the 11 trade paperbacks it encompasses, you'd know how crazy that is. And yet, it's so brilliantly done because if you look at the image, there is so many details that are found like within the core idea of you have MJ, you have Peter, you have Scott Spider, and you have Kane, and they're all kind of these these big figures, and you kind of have them uh, amongst the, like, these buildings around them, and then you have like the Jackal around, you have an Osborne, you have the Green Goblin, you have Scryer and Judas Traveler are hanging out because of course they would be there. You have the Gwen Stacy clone, but that's not immediately obvious that she's even there. Um, you have like the classic kind of villains. You have Stunner, who's just like a silhouette on a on a rooftop. Uh, same thing. You have like Venom. You have all the other kind of sinister sick characters who are around during this period. You have a spider side just kind of jumping. But again, unless you knew who it was, you wouldn't immediately pick up on it. Um, what a, a detail that I loved is the fact that Daredevil was around during this period in his black costume, a black ar- black and red armored costume. He's here. You have the new warriors blasting by because again, you had Reed, uh, Ben Riley was on the new warriors at this piece. So. I was just so fascinated by how much detail was put in, and I, it makes me curious, like how much of it was from Mark Wade saying, "Oh, these are the elements we need to have in," or how much of it was it Rodriguez just pulling in all the different visual references? Um, so it's enormously entertaining, and um, I cannot kind of recommend it enough. It's interesting too, where sometimes you get really fast turns, where you know you have one page where you have this beautiful shot of a of a citizen v sword hitting into a mirror and shattering it and then you have the through the mirror you're looking at the different shards showing zemo but then on the other side of citizen v you have screaming mimi and songbird beetle and mach one uh atlas and power um, goliath uh moonstone and meteorite uh fixer and techno um it's such a beautiful shot and then the next page is a great rendition of the Frank Quietly, Grant Morrison era of X-Men, which visually is so different from something that's aping a Mark Bagley classic kind of 90s, very, you know, tip classic superheroes. And then you have something as crazy as, as Quietly. And then like the next page you have, you know, something that's supposed to be uh, Jessica Jones, which is almost too bright to be Jessica Jones. And then again... I feel like there's so many details that I may I may not have even picked up in the single issues, but now having in this oversized format, you're able to really pick out all the details. Um, like in the same shot where you have, you know, uh, Jessica Jones and her kind of page. Um, there behind her, you have all the different uh, magazines of like the Ecstatics characters. To the left of her, you have the Sentry is like flying by, rescuing a. Uh, a burning plane and you also have a reference to all the Sentry comics and then on the same page you then have the Runaways hiding behind the newsstand uh, off to the side and it's just like what is happening there's so much here and it is a tremendous walk through memory lane for any fan of the Marvel Universe to be like oh yeah and then that happened and then that happened like 
You have House of uh, sorry, House of Ember shows up here, which is a gorgeously illustrated uh, piece, um, which evokes some of the, the iconic imagery of the storyline. It's just fascinating. Um, anyways, I won't prattle too much more on about it. There's not a lot to necessarily spoil here because if you've read any of the Marvel Universe ever, um, or you know, it's all here. Um, you know, some of it they spend more time on, some of it they don't. But for the most part, it's tremendously entertaining. It's very rewarding from a reader's perspective. Um, again, I could go on and on about the intricacies of all the details in this book, and I'm going to save that for hopefully a future conversation with not just Mark Wade but also Javier Rodriguez because. Um, this is a, a quite a feat, and oh, I didn't get to my one of my favorite parts. And so, in this treasure edition, it includes everything that was in the original um, issues. And so, when I mention that, the particular exciting part that's included here is very extensive footnotes. Like, if you actually look at the top of this, like half this, well, maybe a little less than half this book is just footnotes, and it's explaining everything that's referenced in this book. Is given a quick a quick mention. You got a lot of classic comic book art. It's telling you which issues to go back to. Like this, this is hits every kind of uh, sweet spot that I have uh, in terms of the types of things I love in comics. Like I love continuity. I love the richness of a world. I like references. I like annotations. I like editor's box notes. I like knowing where things happen. Like if you had given this to the twelve year old me who really wanted that timeline of the Marvel Universe, I would have died happy because um, I would have been able to get like this is where everything happens. This is this is explaining everything. Thing. Um, some of it's, it's breaking it down very simply for me, but it's breaking down you know the entirety of the Marvel Universe, and that's a, a hard thing to do, but yet it does it so brilliantly well. Um, and it kind of reminds me of you know, the kind of classic um, official handbook of the Marvel Universe uh, kind of style. Um, but yeah, and it's so great. And then you have like an additional appendix where it lists all these different characters. Uh, and I guess it's where they all showed up, I believe, for the first time. Yeah, I believe it's telling you where all these characters showed up first, uh, which is really fascinating. You have an appendix on different groups as well. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 just I think this is this is so cool to me, so much fun. There's some uh, I should mention also. There's some very uh, subtle, not not even so subtle, but there are some slight references to upcoming storylines that haven't even happened yet. Um, and I, again, I'm curious, like how they kind of decided on which ones they were going to, you know, obliquely mention here. Um, the very very cool stuff. And again. This is this is hitting me in a special sweet spot for the type of thing I love from comics, the type of comic I love. Um, I will recognize that there's not, as I said, a great story. It's a framing device to tell you the history. It's not meant to be a coherent story with a beginning. Well, I mean, that being said, there is a beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> there is a beginning. It's the beginning of the Marvel Universe from the very beginning in terms of how that universe was created. And there is an ending because this universe actually ends at the end of this book. Um, so I guess it does have a beginning and ending. Uh, the middle, it's a lot of middle um anyways that is pretty much all i'm going to talk about today uh this has just been a short little fun episode talking about the history of the marvel universe marvel treasury edition you can reach me at comic shenanigans at gmail.com like the show on facebook rate and review us on itunes subscribe to us on itunes and also listen to us on stitcher thanks again for listening and you can catch us next time Bye bye